Welcome, everybody. Tuesday night, the 12th of December, for episode 123 of So What's Been Happening. Uh, this is an exciting one. Um, who would have thought past episode 100, hey? We took so long to get there, and now we're flying through them. Um, so instantly, uh, we think of number 23. We used to do numbers and pick numbers and go through all famous numbers, but obviously one of the greats ever um, with Michael Jordan and also Shane Warne. So we can't forget the 20, great 23. So we're lucky enough to have um, Good Will Remedy. What a great name. Um, and Will uh, Leberhan join us. So look forward to having a chat to him in a minute or so. Um, just for next week's show, we are going to have a chat to uh, Melbourne's Al Matcott. Uh, doing some exciting things. He was album of the month for us last week, uh, last month, sorry. So um, we're going to uh, obviously make Sunshine State, which is Goodwill Remedies. We're going to make it their album of the month for this month. So there you go. Um, 12 days in. So if you haven't heard of uh, Goodwill Remedy, you will know about them by the end of this show. So, all right, without, uh, let's, we can we can introduce these boys or, or Will himself, Um but we're just going to bring him up and we're going to get to him to tell us a little bit about uh, the great band, Will, great Good Will Remedy. Welcome to the show, mate. Episode 123. Mate, um, congratulations. Cheers, mate. It's uh, It's been Amazing. a bit of a journey, but we got there. I was looking at some of the faces in the intro, some, uh, some pretty impressive artists there. So well done. Yeah, uh, and speaking of impressive talent, we must thank Chris Hamilton uh, for putting, connecting us, um, and it's great to have him, him in your stable of uh, being able to represent you from a publicity point of view. No, for, for sure. You know, Chris, is, Chris has been great to work with, and uh, we've been very fortunate. All right, Goodwill Remedy um, hasn't been around for too long, uh, half a dozen odd years um, in its current kind of form. Seven, seven years um, and six albums. So, Incredible. Um, the, yeah, that's quite that's quite a long time in music, um, Aaron, as you know. So we um, didn't really realise until the last year or so where we're kind of working out how many records we've done and how long we've um, put it put up with each other for. And, uh, yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's, uh, you take it for granted sometimes because you just get on with the guys and you play your music. But, um, it's, uh, it, yeah, I feel privileged to continue to play with the guys and, um, and we're good mates too, so that really helps. Definitely does. Um, and on a hot and steamy night, it makes sense that uh, Sunshine State um, is is the new album. Uh, great artwork for starters. Let's touch on that. Uh, where did you, how did who come up with this one? Um, well, we um, we've been working with a, we always work with a lot of local artists if we can, um, and we've been working with a gentleman called Chris Bosley for the last probably three years or so. Um, Chris is a bass player like myself, um, so he's, a, he's automatically a good guy in my book. And he plays a lot of music around Brisbane and we've known each other for a lot of years. And Chris does a lot of really great artwork. So lucky for us, when I um, reached out to him a few years ago to see if he wanted to do some artwork for us, he agreed. And ever since then, we've been pestering every pestering every couple of months to do some more artwork. And, um, you know, we were lucky... Um, we were lucky with um, Sunshine State in that. Um, I've just lost the screen for a minute. Let me get you back again. Um, we're lucky with Sunshine State that it had a really good theme. I, th I think you know we, we we the Sunshine State song came out of 
just a feeling rather than being in the sunshine state. It was like, it's a feeling you get when you get those fuzzies and all of a sudden things are going pretty well. But um, yeah, and we just kind of adopted it for the record and, and, and Chris, you know, nailed the artwork once again. So we're, yeah, again, we're very fortunate to work with someone like him. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, oh, I think it's fantastic that you touch on the fact that it is a feeling uh, and not so much, um, you know, just a moment. As you know, someone mentions sunshine or someone feels sunshine, you immediately feel happy and smile. So it's a, it's a great one, great place to be, especially on the back of where we were a couple of years ago. Yeah, correct. And look, we I wrote a lot of the songs in COVID or just after COVID, but um, so, you know, it's kind of got that bit of a, you know, feeling about about it. I actually pitched it to Queensland Tourism um, because I thought they could use it in their adverts, Aaron, and pay me lots of money for it. Um, yeah. But they uh, luckily they told me, unfortunately they told me that they are looking to move away from the Sunshine State theme for oh. Queensland um, and yeah. obviously didn't take the song, more fool them. But they obviously didn't tell Main Roads because every every licence plate in Queensland has got Sunshine State stamped on it. So um, maybe he didn't get the memo, this guy, but... Um, yeah, I think the song is turning a bit of an anthem for us. We play, play been playing it live recently, and it's um, yeah, it always goes down well. So um, yeah, it's a, it's it's a fun song to play, and and, and we've got beers as well. Awesome, Sunshine yeah, State beers. Yeah, so we, so Chris did their label for those as well, and um, so yeah, we're um, yeah, we're just having a little bit of fun with it like we normally do, trying not to take anything too seriously, just enjoy the music and keep playing and enjoying it. Well, you definitely know you've made it when you got a beer uh, named after yourself. Yes. That's for sure. The big so. thing, three out of the four members drink alcohol. Um, Mitch um, does drink um, zero alcohol beer. But, um, so, yeah, the hardest thing about having your own beer, Aaron, is making sure you leave some for the industry that you bought them for rather than drink them all <laughs> yourself. Uh, yes. And uh, I'm not saying it's a nice beer. Uh, you, you, people might not like it, but I kind of do. So uh, yeah, it's uh, it's nice, and the, and the whole idea is um, it's quite difficult to sell beers um, if you if you brew a beer, the, the licensing restrictions and stuff. So at the moment, we're um, they're kind of giveaway kind of um, for uh, for people in the industry that have helped us as a bit of a thank you, and um, sure. we might look at auctioning some off um, for a good cause um, if we've got a few left because um, people have expressed an interest in it, something like that. So yeah, it's not a it's not a money making thing for us like most of our music isn't. It's um, it's just yep. something we want to do for people that have helped us along the way. Yeah, perfect, and and something different, um, something that becomes yeah. a, a something to chat about. Um, yeah, everyone's looking for a point of difference, I guess, these days to try and stand out a little bit, get a little bit extra cut through, and it's a conversation that, uh, yeah, definitely sparks a bit of interest. So, congratulations on something a little bit. The, I don't want to put the can, yeah, I don't want to take the cans to the Tomra. I don't like, I don't, I don't because they've still got their label on them. You know, I said yep. to Rob the drum the other day, I says I don't want to put them through the shoot on it i'm gonna to have to i know but because i've got the label on everything i want to kind of keep the empty cans but hey it's still new and fresh for us i only had them a few weeks so it's all brand new in a few weeks we go ah just get rid of them yeah yeah exactly beautiful all right you've been nice enough uh to offer to play uh, a couple of songs for us tonight so we're going to hit you up kind of for the first one then we're going to have a bit more of a chat sure um i thought i'd play um uh i thought i'd play jay which is um, the second song on the record. It was the first single that we released. Um, and it's a song that um, most a lot of people have connected with, which is really nice. Um, so, um, yeah, it's in uh, Triple J, Triple Z up here. Um, they've got a Hottest 100 um, list. And uh, Jay's up for um, voting in that, which is really nice. First time for us. So. Mm -hmm. 
What a waste Gonna miss your face Such a bitter pill to take Gonna miss your face around this place Jack This time last we were planning we were scamming, we were laughing. You're always laughing at me. This time last things were normal, about as normal as it could be. Normal with me. But things won't ever be the same. What a waste. Gonna miss your face. Such a bitter pill to take. Gonna miss your face around this place. Jack. This time next there'll be nothing, just your record slowly turning, spinning for you. This time next I'll be standing, I'll be hanging here without you, babe, listening to you. But things won't ever be the same. What a waste. Gonna miss your face. Such a bitter pill to take. Gonna miss your face around this place. Jack. Well, at a rock and roll concert above the clouds, just got another VIP in the crowd. Up the front in the crowd, mate. And I hope your king size bottomless cups never empty. I hope they've got enough JD for you. Shady and cola for him, because things won't ever be the same. What a waste, gonna miss your face, such a bitter pill to take, gonna miss your face around this place, what a waste. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna miss your face, babe. Such a bit of feel to say. Don't miss your face around this place.
Yeah. Awesome, man. Awesome. Tell us a little bit about that one, Will. Um, obviously, the the sentiment of loss for, for people. Um, there's a lot of people that have obviously lost someone. Um, hmm. This is a bit, can be a bit of a tribute, effectively, to, to all those people that have um, been lost and become a, a VIP in the crowd in that great sky uh, looking down on yeah. all of us. Um, just tell us a little bit yeah, about yeah. how that came What's it mean to you? Well, it's um, let's yeah, it's a, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's personal. The um, my uh, my wife's cousin uh, who uh, did a bit of work with the band and seen us band uh, band a lot. Her partner Jay uh, passed away suddenly. Um, he'd come and seen us a few times, and we connected over the years. So um, yeah, he he passed away suddenly, and it just triggered a, you know, as most songwriters do, you get a you get a feeling and a, and uh, you get a passion for something, and, the, and and I wrote the song, and it just reminds me of of him a lot of the things. Um, and it's meant to be a celebration. I mean, it's you know, it's it's emotional song um, to play and uh, and sing, but it's a celebration of someone that you remember, and that's what it's aimed to be. Um, that subsequently, why um, he ends up in front of the crowd for the rest of his time up there with a JD and Cola in a in a cup. So um, yeah, I think you it's important to to um, be emotional about things when when they happen, but then also remember the good times, and that and that's the aim of the song really um, is, is to do that and. And luckily, you know, uh, the the boys I play with, um, you know, the be- some of the best musos on the planet. Really, they they really brought the song to life. So I was very fortunate. Yeah, absolutely. All right, I, I want to touch on that clip just uh, um, as we go to the next bit um, because I think it's really well captured. So I know it feel feel like we're just going to repeat ourselves a little bit, but I think it's really important just to capture capture yeah. kind of what the rest of the band did on this song. So we'll mm-hmm. just play a little bit of it um, and also the, sure. see how that clip kind of come together. Thanks. What a waste. Gonna miss your face. Such a bitter pill to take. Gonna miss your face around. Jay. Great clip, mate. Um, well done. Yeah, thank you. I wonder what those chords were. Um, <laughs> it was, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we were lucky again. Uh, we we have a videographer we used so, for every video we've done, and, and Hayden Lowry, and, um, and that was shot at the Cardigan Bar. So those of people that are around from around Brisbane or not, there's a, a really great live music uh, bar in Sandgate called the Cardigan Bar, and, and luckily um, 
uh, Mitch, uh, the guitar player, knows Adam quite well, and he, he gave us the venue for the afternoon, and and we shot it. And it was one of those videos where we didn't have much of an idea about what we were going to do. We just know what we knew what we didn't want to do. We didn't, didn't want it to be cheesy. Didn't want it to be in you know anything where we ever tried. Just a, a bit of a celebration again, and um, yeah, with one of those we kind of workshopped on the spot for videos, which is which is rare. And it worked really well, uh, you know. It's, it's it's probably one of my favourite videos that that we've done with Hayden because I think he got it perfect and black and white um, yeah. was great. And um, and the JD bottle as well, you know. So yeah, yeah. nice touch. Theme. Yeah, yeah, it's good. And Mitch doesn't drink alcohol, I said before, so um, he he didn't drink alcohol in the day just for the, for those playing at home. Um, but uh, yeah, it was um, yeah it was it was a fun shoot and a really great video. So yeah, appreciate you uh, playing it. No problem. And also, uh, we must bring up the single cover, mm. uh, which obviously that, you know, embarks a, a beautiful memory in general as, as people sit back and picture that moment kind of sitting at the beach, birds flying off, like it's kind of really cool tribute. So uh, well done on the artwork for that as well. Yeah, that was Boz again. Uh, and it was the first single and, you know, you always want to get the first single right and it wasn't that difficult. He was on it straight away. So again, you know, you work with people that do, do their, their stuff really well and you know, they, they go ahead and do it. So, we're, again, we're lucky. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll uh, change uh, gears a little bit and just go back to um, – I always ask this to most musicians about their earliest memory of music in the house growing up. Yeah. What's kind of your memory and how roughly how old were you and what, what do you kind of remember playing around in the house or what was on the radio? Well, my mum and mum and dad love music. Mum was a beautiful singer. She's a, folk, a bit of a folk singer um, before she had family and – stuff and and they mum and dad always loved music they were from england so a lot of english music a lot of mersey mersey kind of music but also mum brought in a lot of motown um and, and that's where i think i got my passion for the bass and, and melody from from motown but my i guess my biggest live music and earliest memory is um when british people tend to get together english scottish irish welsh um as they get a little tanked up throughout the night the music goes off and they have a big circle and and there's a song circle basically um where everyone has a song uh and they all sing their song and i can remember um just seeing this like people bricklayers that work with my dad uh, and brick and laborers and and people who and concreters and and for more works that walks of life you know passionately belting out their song and um so i remember that and then you know and there'd be choruses where they'd all sing together and, and i think I, I really remember that and and certain people that i remember are associated with certain songs you know like you'd hear on the radio and you automatically think about you know jeff or glenn or someone said oh he sings that better than you know elton john or whomever but so i guess from a live music perspective it was that kind of kind of um i guess it's it's more like a, it's a thing that happens in any party i suppose but particularly the the british um british family seemed to do it and um yeah it was it was funny, and I'm watching the kids. I remember all the kids' as kind of reactions to their dad singing a song, you know, <laughs> and mum trying to keep them quiet because it's like, oh, you never sing, you know, you don't know the words. I would, but it's always, um, no, it was, and it's a really special moment. And I'm sure there's other people that have had that similar experience. And, um, you know, being in a kitchen, you walk into a kitchen and they're, you know, they're all singing, um, a song together. And oh, it's just, I don't think there's anything like it. So, a long winded answer, but that's my initial uh, earliest kind of live performance music kind of memory if you know what i mean sure sure and then um what brought you into music from there uh, what what was the instrument uh, that got you kind of in and hooked 
um, as you mentioned, you touched on the base before, but was that it for you from the start? Um, yeah, yeah, it was Aaron. It was bass guitar and it was Susie Quattro. Yeah, right. She was yeah. my first ever girlfriend. She just never knew about it. Um, yeah, she, yeah, I just, um, I always liked the bass because of the Motown thing. And then, you know, when she was rocking it, I thought I'm going to have a, have a crack at it. And, um, uh, and, uh, yeah. And, and from, from then on, I've always listened to and been passionate about the bass in, in songs. Uh, and today that's, you know, that's what I play in good will remedy is a bass. And, uh, and, and I went through the whole, you know, learning all the tricks, uh, the slaps and the pops and the finger tapping and the funk and all that stuff. And, and now I just play, you know, meat potato stuff but yeah it was bass and and then i i was i, I always sung at, at high school um um apart from when i was going off the rails as we all do grade nine it was um but i was i was sung in the choir so i always liked singing and it took me a while to kind of get the confidence to sing uh, and then i started singing and playing bass and it just seemed to come together for me from that point on and uh and that was it and i pl obviously play a little bit a little bit of guitar and i write on guitar but um, you know, when, I, when I'm out with the, the, the two guitarists I have now, um, um, Dave and Mitch, you know, I play the bass and, and that's what I, that's kind of what I've always done. Happy to sit right in the pocket um, and, and, and keep the keep the backbone of the band going. Sometimes, yeah, I just pull faces, Aaron. You know, I, I'm, I don't play busy bass lines, so, I, you know, I'm happy to pull faces and, and let Dave and Mitch do all the fancy stuff and, and Rob, of course, on the drums. So, you know, they're exceptional musos. I'm, I'm lucky to have them around, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, I um, I really enjoy it, and um, I think bass is always going to be something that I've uh, I'll play and and enjoy doing and listening to. Yeah, perfect. Um, and influences a team. What kind of what music was kind of came through your uh, your listening ears during during I, that um, scenes? Yeah, like I got there, there was like a lot of '80s stuff was around, and I wasn't really into it um as much as as much as everyone else but I, I kind of i snuck in a little bit of iron maiden and um steve harris on the bass and i, I listened to that a bit and then as my um years my high school kind of years rolled in i started you know bon jovis and and people like that and when i came out and and, and the angels and, and you know the harder rock sort of stuff yeah and then when i came out of school and started playing um with bands i started listening to older blues stuff but i i think i went through a, a really big kind of grunge kind of phase where the sound garden living color um and all different time signatures you know trying to trying to play play nine eight and sing and scream over the top of it um i did that for years so that i think that's probably what really grabbed me early but i always like singers and i always like songs and melody um yeah. so i always tried to find that in whatever genre i was in at the time yeah no problem all right um you're gonna be kind enough to play a, a second song for us so we'll we'll take it now and then we'll, we'll keep talking yeah, okay. Let's see what we can do it. So I'm gonna do uh, another one off the this record. Um and it's it's called um I know it's called, I don't need to read it, I don't know I'm doing that. It's called Holding Up, it's number seven um on there. And and I looked at the streaming numbers today and I don't do that very often because they're not really that important to me, but um all of a sudden holding up's got really, really popular. Um really popular for us, which means a couple of people have listened to it that we don't know. Um so I thought I'd give that a bit of a, a bit of a role and, and holding up again is a bit of a uh, just a, a, a it's not really a self-help song. It's a, it's a song that I wrote about thinking about others. You know, sometimes you have someone in your mind, uh, whether that's a, a mate, family member, you know, whatever that's in your mind and you're just thinking about that person. So I, you know, wrote a song about that and, and, I, and I made a, a pact to myself that if I'm ever thinking about someone in my mind, 
I'm going to ring them the next day and say, mate, I'm thinking about you. How are you going? And it could be yeah, anyone. So, um, yeah, it's, it's strange things happened to you in the COVID time, but the holding up came out. How you holding up? What you holding up? Hope you know you're in my thoughts tonight. Very first day, I'm gonna check on it. Hope you know you're in my thoughts tonight. My nighttime brain keeps ticking. Sleep nights are shrinking. First sign of daylight, I'm gonna make the call. you holding up is from the outside I can't tell it Time brain keeps ticking. Sleep now, I shrinking. First sign of daylight, I'm gonna make the call. How you holding up? What you holding up? Hope you know you're in my thoughts tonight. I hope you know you're in my thoughts tonight. I hope you know. that's that's really cool man i could see i could see that one uh out there doing some things so uh, there's no surprise that that's uh starting to do some things on streaming uh for you a little frustrating though the old streaming platforms uh these days it's a shame they don't convert uh into dollars they give you a bit of reach no question but um just interested in your thoughts on that obviously every musician uh is against it as far as you know that loves some to pull some revenue in but it's a different world out there now, isn't it? Player putting out albums. Yeah, it is. Look, I've got a lot of musicians, uh, mates, and a lot of artists, uh, colleagues I know that are just dead against it, uh, and and it's just they're 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 the devil. 
Um, I, as a as a music listener, I listen to Spotify. I, if I find a, an, an album uh, like Chris, if Chris does a review on a record or someone puts an album or an artist up that I haven't heard of, I use Spotify to listen to them. And then I'll, um, you know, I'll buy a record on vinyl if I really like it or I'll go and see a show. And um, so, so I think I think Spotify is a business card now um, yeah. for, for any artist. Yeah, you know, 0.004 cents or something a stream is 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 um, is not re- really good. Uh, it's terrible, in fact, and we should be getting and all artists should be getting more money. But ultimately, the first thing you do when you talk to someone about being a musician is they ask for your band name and they jump into Instagram um, and then they jump into Spotify to find it. So, you know, if you use it as a business card as an artist, um, you know, it is what it is. And as a music lover, um, you use it because you discover new music and, and it prompts you to go and see see people live and support them in other ways, join their Facebook page, you know, buy records, buy merch. So um, you've got to kind of, I think being a musician is like a lot of other artists kind of environments. You just got to, got to roll with it. And if it's out there, then you either choose to use it or you don't. Um, or we choose to use it. We don't follow the numbers too much. We don't throw the rap numbers up. We're not really interested in any of that. Um, but it's it, it's a really good mechanism for people to uh, like like your music or not like it. So um, it's not free, but it's cheap. So you know you, you, it is what it is. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's a really good way to get your music out there and mm. and cross platform it um, across. You know, I, I love the fact that Spotify and Apple Music kind of suggest other bands like if you like this kind of style. So yeah. Uh, there's a lot of good that comes out of it um, in amongst the negativity as well. So I think so. I, and like it's, just, I, I've got a, um, I've just got a bit of a mental approach where it's sometimes really easy to be negative and cynical about things. Um, and if you don't want to do something, just don't do it. But I think, you know, you, you use it for what it is. And, uh, you know, we didn't, the musicians that are getting um, the raw end of the deal at the moment, we didn't, we didn't force the public to expect music for free. You know, that was done many years ago. Um, until that perception changes, and it's going to really be really difficult for to charge people to listen to music. So you've got to kind of get them interested and get them to a show and um, get them to be um, loyal fans. And there's other ways of doing that. So yeah, I'm 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 for it. I understand that. Um, I can understand the arguments against it most definitely. Yeah, um, and touching on holding up too. This is a great little way to uh, put out a little um, reminder, I guess, and and it's a fitting reminder. Uh, that uh, one of my mates, Berkey, touches on that it's a lovely sentiment. Uh, Got to do the same. Thanks, Will, for the reminder. That's a, a such a true, um, you know, saying that, you know, it's so easy just to think about someone, shoot them a text these days, but to do the old school way and pick up the phone uh, and hear a voice, mm. so much more yeah. power in that, especially on the back of where we've been uh, a couple of years ago with COVID. Great to hear people. I mean, times, I mean, Aaron, like yourself and your listeners and friends you know and people I know, and we, I've still got friends we went to school with, right? And we catch up and I said, I'll be meaning to call you. How many how many hours do you sit in a car, right? And you've got you've got wireless. You, you don't have to break the law. You could call someone while you're sitting in traffic easy enough for five, ten minutes. So um, I'm not saying I'm an expert at it. And my mates are probably sending me messages now, daggers about it. But, um, it you know, it just switch your, switch your mind on to it. And I think it's um, it's it's not too difficult to do so. Mm. Yeah. Well, Note well, Every time I hear that song uh, from now on, I'm going to definitely pick up the phone and ring, ring a couple of people. So thanks for oh, the awesome. Sure. No, no worries. <laughs> All right. Let's let's um, let's play one of the, the first song actually on the album um, of Sunshine State uh, called Bleed. I think this is a great clip. So I'm going to play a little bit of this and then we're going to have a chat. 
No worries. Wasted time, both yours and mine. But time after time, we arrive again. Then you decide whose face to hide, and it's no surprise, it's mine again. Cause baby, I Uh, I love this one. A uh, great clip. Man. Tell us how, how this one came together. Uh, it's Hayden. It's our bloody. Um, our, <laughs> so I was just laughing at that. Um, the, the Our video um, partner. So Hayden Lowry, who's a film, local filmmaker. We met Hayden uh, four or five years ago. Um, and uh, the song Bleed it was one we recorded, obviously, and it came out really well. And we wanted to do a single for it. And I just mentioned to Hayden, I said, mate, I think I've got a, a, maybe a vampire inspired clip. And, and Hayden's right into the vampire Dracula style films, horror movies. He's, he, he's, he's done a, a film festival um, um, for, for kind of grimy um, horror movies. So, um, and off we went. So, you know, we, we just held on for the ride and, and, you know, he had his way with us in a way, you know, with the, with the teeth and the makeup. And, and again, luckily we've got a good relationship with lefties, um, the local venue in Brisbane here. They gave us uh, the venue for, for, for a couple of days, which was nice. And, um, we just did it, and uh, yeah, and um, yeah, it was it was loads of fun, loads of fun to do. I was luckily working with a, an actor, um, a proper actor as opposed to me, who's a hack, um, who, who made me feel really comfortable. And it was just it was just loads of fun to do. Um, and uh, yeah, and it's a laugh. It was every time I watch it, it's a laugh a minute because we did have a lot of fun with it. Absolutely. And there's the uh, there's the cover for the single. One thing I've noticed about you guys is uh, there's you know. A roll a rolling out singles left right and center which is fantastic to see uh it seems to be almost every month a couple of months uh, something new's coming out um every year uh there seems to be an album which is unbelievable um 
just tell us a little bit about that approach really for you guys, uh, keeping it fresh, keeping it new, um, always putting something out there and being at the top of conversations because we all we all know that, you know, putting something out uh, gets radio time, gets interview time, does all sorts of things. So just tell us a little bit about the philosophy with you guys. Um, well, well, I guess for this release, it's just something I, I wanted to try. Um, I spoke to the, the boys in the band about it um, and Chris and sort of said, look, you know, I think there's, quite a few really good songs on here we'd, we'd, we'd like to you know identify and get out sing as singles um and just kind of planned one every kind of six to eight weeks ish um knowing that we've we've had the whole thing mastered getting the artwork sort of was one other thing and then just rolling them out there is it's just more a, a pr exercise um rather than anything else but i think we wouldn't have done it if i don't think we if we didn't think we had the singles and the songs to support it um, and luckily, you know, the, the bunch of songs we've got on Sunshine State are probably as a group, uh, I think they're probably the, be the, the best album we've done and you want each one to be the best one. Um, yeah. As far as recording every year goes, I, I'm, I'm fortunate enough that um, uh, I like writing songs and I like trying to get better. Um, so I, I'm always writing uh, ideas, melodies, songs. I've got a bit of a studio set up here where I can, you know, ham-fistly play guitar, as you've heard. And get the songs down and 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 again i'm really lucky to be with the play with the three boys i bring the, the songs to them and they just bring them to life um and we you know we work hard as a band um playing live um to to be able to get into the studio and record and i've always wanted to be in the studio at least once a year whether it's with goodwill remedy or or, or just doing something myself so um i'd much prefer to do it with the boys because um you know they bring a certain life to the to project so you know we're looking to do another record next year and and we'll until all four of us look at each other and go i think we, we, we're done we'll keep, we're going to keep rolling yeah well that's that's a great way to do it run keep running while you're hot um most importantly and i think it's fantastic how good is it to be back out there playing live music in good venues again um in and around brisbane and um hopefully you can get down to melbourne uh in the new year uh, on a tour and uh, and do some good things because I do know that I did see one gig coming up and uh, you must be excited about it to play a New Year's gig uh, with Diesel. This, this would be a great one. So let's touch on that while we've got it. Yeah. Now, mate, that's that's excited as an understatement. Diesel's one of mine and and I know the boys, um, massive influences from singing, from guitar playing, from, from his Johnny Diesel days all the way through. So when we were lucky enough to be offered that opportunity, I, did, I couldn't say yes fast enough. In fact, I didn't even check with the guys because they're so busy musically. We've got to kind of combine and uh, and align calendars. I just thought, mate, I'll go I'll go out and play, play with a with with a comb phone yeah. or, or whatever. I don't care. I'll play the spoons. I'll do it. So I knew that wouldn't be a problem. So you know, we really we're, again, it was a nice offer. And this year we've haven't played as often, but some of the shows we've done this year have been really great. You know, we did done a couple of festivals we haven't done before, and now you know the. The Diesel New Year's Eve show is 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 going to be right up there, I think, already. Uh, you know, we're, we're all really excited about it. We're trying to work out how we stay up there. Um, so we're talking about sleeping in cars and all sorts of stuff, you know. We can't do it more at our age, but we might just try it. You never know. Yeah, and you've uh, you've done the festival thing, I saw, with Caloundra and a couple of others. Um, you know, what's it like being back out there in big festivals, uh, you know, on the back of COVID? Are you starting to see kind of numbers and confidence come back from punters and venues again? Yeah, it's certainly. I mean, Caloundra was a really, really nice festival for us um, on the back of a couple of gigs we played up the Sunshine Coast. Um, really well-run festival, great bands, um, good organisation, good people. I, I think that, 
every festival we played and we don't play loads of them uh, and, and it's not because we don't want to it's just you know it's the way it is i've got so many acts to choose from and they can only choose so many but um um, we, we're lucky, we, you know, we're lucky enough to play the muster. We've, we played uh, Stones Corner Festival a couple of times. Now we're the only band to be invited back. Um, and that's not because we left something behind, but because they actually liked us. Um, so, yeah, the festival um, and live music crowds are certainly back as far as I can see. I mean, I, I was at a, a, a big show on Saturday night at the River Stage and people are out there, they're doing it, they're enjoying it. And, um, and, the, and, and the whole atmosphere from the crowd viewpoint seems to be a lot more happy yeah we're here what a great you know just enjoying the moment and the, and the music more so than maybe before COVID. it was probably a little bit more um oh, not as much excitement maybe oh, maybe i'm making that up but just feels really nice to be out there watching music and playing music to crowds again yeah i think there was a, it's been a i think a twist in the last maybe couple of months only uh, i've noticed here in melbourne um, there seemed to be still a lot of looking around you and looking in the rearview mirror, so to speak, um, versus mm. kind of looking forward and moving forward, I guess we'd finally yeah. say. Uh, and I think now with summer kind of coming for us and opening up, uh, I think, you know, festivals are definitely well and truly back uh, in a big way here down in Melbourne. So I fully expect them to be uh, in the warmer climates. Um, but it's, it's, uh, it's a great time to move into the new year with new music and, and out playing gigs again. There's some great venues in Melbourne too. Like we um, we were down recently, and um, I went to Shot Shot Kickers. Is it Shot Kickers? And um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a really great room. And uh, yeah, just you know, there's small pockets of those live rooms in Melbourne, which is really good. And we got them in Brisbane as well. It's really nice when you discover one. I think I'm still that's a music nerd, and I just love going to old venues and watching a band and thinking this place is great. Yeah, well, uh, sadly, that's one place I haven't been is Lefties, and I make I give you my pact uh, next year. I'm coming up. Uh, to yep. go and check that place out and a few others in Brisbane. So I'm going to spend a bit of time there. If yeah, I can. Well, make, sure, make sure you let us know when you come up and um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll catch up for sure. We'll do, we'll try and tie it into, uh, I'll keep keep track of when you're, when you're out playing again and see if I can tie that one in as well. No, that'd be awesome. No, that'd be great. And, and that um, goes for everyone too. Get up to lefties. It's a, there's a people in Brisbane who haven't been in lefties yet either. And that's not because they don't know about it. It's just because it's one of those places that, um, people not necessarily know it's there so when you're in there you you know you never forget it yeah well, i think the most important part now is uh if you haven't been to a venue uh this time out of the back of covid um please get out and support local venues and local artists um do them all a favor uh and show your confidence in the venue uh, confidence in supporting music again um and if you love the music of these artists that uh, are out doing their thing boy everyone needs it uh, and most importantly, we want to we want to pay for new music and new albums. Uh, mm -hmm. So don't just stream it. Jump on Bandcamp and support it. Yeah. Give yeah. as much money you can back to the artist. And and what I'd love to see is people. I love the idea of the Bandcamp process where you can buy it as a gift and gift it to someone. Um, mm -hmm. I think that's that's fantastic. So um, make sure you get out and do that as well. So you've got merch. You've got all sorts of things as as Goodwill Remedy. So get on it. I mean, it could be a New Year's resolution for people. Everyone speaks about, you know, losing weight or being getting fitter or doing something with it. But maybe a New Year's resolution would be to find one or two local music music artists that in a genre you really like and um, go along to one of their shows, maybe. Yeah. All right. Just on that, um, give us give us two artists that we may not necessarily know or or artists doing some great things up there in Brisbane that don't necessarily get out and tour too much. Um, 
who have you who just kind of first comes to mind that you maybe you either work with or have supported you or someone that's really you know you really see some potential in coming up now uh, there's a band up here i really like called uh, mexico city um and and people may know of them they've done a couple of records um uh, and I saw them a few weeks ago at, at a local venue in Brisbane here. So Mexico City is one of them. Um, I know a couple of the members in the band just from passing around, but I don't know the band that well, but Mexico City is certainly one of them. Um, and uh, there's a female um, country singer called Brooke Schubert, who um, I we bumped into when we were playing a show at, uh, in Tawong, uh, and I watched her do a solo set, uh, and I've listened to some of her music um, since. Um, a hell of a voice, great person, beautiful songs. So they're two that I would uh, recommend people kind of dive into and uh, and and see where where it takes you. Perfect, great recommendations. Um, and just then some advice um, for potentially a young artists coming through, still trying to find their way a little bit um, from a songwriter's kind of point of view. Obviously, you know you you're in that mode, and and you know you can treat crank out songs but what's what just if you got a little sprinkling of gold that you can kind of um give some words of advice to, to someone trying to cut their way through i would say that a couple of well two, two couple of things really i would not take yourself or your songs too seriously take your songwriting seriously and take the improvement part of it seriously but don't get bitter and bitter and twisted about the actual song and whether people like it or not um particularly as you get older like we you know we get we're more mature artists um it's there's a danger in taking yourself too seriously and i think that can hamper your creativity just get it out there and enjoy the fact that you can do that and the second one that i probably didn't do that well when i was younger because i thought i was the best in the world and no one could tell me any different which you do when you're 19 is um networking i didn't network that well you know we we had i was in a musical i was in a band at the time that um had some really good opportunities and i just kind of brushed them off thought you know that, that that's something we deserved and i didn't make the most of it so um you know create a local network even if it's with songwriters or music people or industry people and um yeah, just enjoy the process and don't take it too seriously that would be my two great advice uh, and obviously you've learned by that uh as you touched on those words because you you committing to that diesel gig without even checking with the boys you've definitely made the most of that opportunity and not let it someone else slip in underneath you so the um, thing about playing with the guys for seven years and knowing and knowing one of them for a lot longer than that i knew automatically it wouldn't be a problem uh, i wouldn't i wouldn't go out on, my, on a limb like that uh, very often yeah yeah well done all right um we're going to play a little clip from Grooveback. um cool. i think it's probably fitting uh post covid that we kind of talk about lots which you touched on getting out in venues again and doing all those cool things again and uh getting the groove back so here we go I got my groove back, baby Yeah, and I'm gonna shake it I got my groove back, mama Yeah, and I'm gonna shake it So come on Cause I never felt so glad Come on. 
Jump on YouTube to check out the rest of that clip, but it's a it's a cracker, um, and you can't help but smile checking out that clip. Uh, talk about yeah. groove back. That's exactly what we needed to do. Get back in the groove. Um, yeah, tell us a little bit about that one. Um, well, it was it was done obviously just as COVID broke, um, so we snuck down to next to the river there to do the um, the dance sequence. Um, and Rob's um, Rob, the drummer's daughter, um, Jamie Lee, is a dance instructor, uh, dance teacher. So um, she, she um, again, it was our idea to do it. I don't know what we're thinking half the time. But anyway, but so she put together a, um, a dance routine for us and we practiced, we practiced it um, before we went down there and then did it next to the river there. And, and Rob, the drummer, um, put the whole clip together. So, um, yeah, it's lots of, just looking at it, it's really funny because, um, you know, we were so happy to get, to get it at once right. We were really pleased, but it was, um, it was, yeah, it was loads, of, loads of fun. And uh, we did a couple of COVID-inspired videos where we kind of did our own home kind of video type thing. And that, yeah, always it comes as long as it makes everyone smile. That's that's the main thing, particularly that song. Yeah, it does, especially on the back of where we were. It was a, it was an ugly time, wasn't it? Let's face it. Um, so if music wasn't your thing. Where did you think you were kind of going to head? You, you talked about being the the standard uh, year nine muck up kid, uh, as everyone yeah. was, uh, yeah. especially boys and girls generally. Um, you're lucky you found kind of music and found a groove, found mates, got to play in bands. Um, where where kind of looking back now, where did you think you might head if it wasn't this way? Was, did you ever go through that? No, no, I, I did a trade when I finished high school, so I did a trade and I was playing music at night, so. I probably would have still done a trade and maybe just been still working um, in that kind of area somewhere. I would think I still would have needed to do something creatively though, whether that's just become a, you know, a, 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 a punter or go and see a lot of live music or just um, do something in production. But um, yeah, I think I, was, I, I still would have gone down the trade route and, and gone through there because, um, you know, that was a real, a real lucky thing for me to be able to do and get the trade background to all that. And, and during that dark time with COVID, let's just touch on that for a second because I know you you put together another song, Ghost Town, um, which you might just play a little little quick snippet snippet of because I think it's a great clip. So let's mm. play that first. Sure.
lives here on the payroll. No common sense left on that shelf. goes down it, it sparks so many different emotions for me because sometimes that can you can still know to me it feels a bit of kind of being in your own head a little bit um and you, you talk about that uh from a point of you know how how are you going to be judged effectively um are you going to be back out there living uh, and i think that's that's kind of really cool you can sit and sit in a rut can't you and you find yourself in a rut these days um lyrically and, and musically you're able to you know obviously write um and draw a lot of emotion out of COVID. but you know how tough were those times for you as an artist sitting you know sitting in that room effectively by yourself not being able to do too much probably wasn't as bad for you guys potentially in brisbane no um, but even still uh obviously you had plenty of friends in other parts i'm, I'm sure that it was a bit tougher on so you know what were those times really like for you it wasn't I like I, I think you know I didn't I didn't find it really tough and and that sounds really weird saying that but I didn't I um I just always trying to find a uh, a positive in a situation but you know it, it was weird um but you know the men as far as music goes me and uh, myself and the boys cop together via um zoom and you know we got used to those zoom sessions and we got regular kind of catch-ups that way and um so I didn't find it that strange who I really felt for is a lot of the artists who it, their livelihood is playing live um and i really felt for those those guys and girls who, who are in that position um so we you know i was glad when we came out that those guys and girls were the first ones to start working again you know they they they're able to do that but it was weird you know we we, we came we kind of like came half out of it and we're playing we played played lefties and um we had to put masks on and everyone had to sit down and no one could sing and no one could dance but yet when we went on the stage we took the masks off and we could sing and we could dance so um it was it was it was kind of unusual but i was just of the opinion that if they want me to do that i'll do it so i can go and play and do something half normal so i do remember going and have the first beer at a pub after after a few a few weeks that was that was pretty good yeah. um but, um yeah i didn't really I, I, it didn't really really bother me as much as it seemed to a lot of people and as you said queensland didn't have it half as bad as you guys in melbourne i have a friend in melbourne that said the hardest part about a seven-day lockdown is the first three weeks <laughs> so I, I shouldn't laugh but that yeah he's uh, he says that we don't ever know how long you're gonna be locked down for yeah it was a tough time there's no doubt there's no um pussyfooting around that one that that's just no. the way it was and and to yeah. be honest one of the only good things that came out of it for us was or for me was was connecting with uh guys like yourself you know that yeah. where we could put this together and um you know, once again, like a Zoom session, this was never supposed to go past episode one. This was a conversation that was literally a Zoom session. We had a musician mate on, of ours on, Ryan Sterling, that played a few songs in between our chats and telling each other how shit we felt. Um, and then it kind of grew from there. And then we saw the, obviously a lot of friends that were musicians. Um, you know, we saw what happened to them. So we invited them on to tell us a little bit about their story, play a few songs, you know, get in a little bubble for a while and support each yeah. other. 
Cool. And 123 episodes later, we're still kind of doing the same thing, connecting to new artists. So we That's look forward to continuing. Um, well, we did we did a few we did a few uh, Zoom sessions. You know, Dave David it's not doesn't live too far from here, so we did a couple of those, and we discovered made new friends with artists and stuff as well. So um, yeah, it was there was that side of it too, where you could really discover other artists and bits and pieces because you had a little bit more time. Yeah, um, and biggest influences on your career to date. Um, from an artist, from a, from a musician point of view, as far as who else is out there and you've been influenced by? I get influenced by so many people. It's, a, it's such a long list. Um, you know, everyone from as from a, a pure songwriter point of view, you know, Tom Petty and Steve Earle, The Simplicity, you know, when I saw Paul McCartney a few weeks ago, you know, the Beatles were part of that and the Stones and um, that kind whole kind of just melody and and with a little bit of kind of rocking behind it but you know right up until right up until you know um more local um heavy artists like the betty rays and um and people pacific avenue people like that younger bands who who i really like um that, that influenced me I'm, I'm i'm a music nerd so i'm out seeing a lot of music when i'm not playing i like going supporting artists and seeing them so i get inspired wherever i go but I, you know generally i go back to tom petty Steve Earle, Black Crows, that kind of feel, Southern country rock kind of stuff. Oh, it's pretty pretty cool influences to kind of sit your band in amongst that genre, uh, for sure. Yeah, well, I've been I've been getting into Elvis Costello a lot lately, and and, and he, he's someone I really liked, and and I saw a show, an Elvis Costello show in Melbourne, funny enough, and um, I really liked it, and and it's on again in December. So Victor Strangers does it. If you get a chance to see it, brilliant. Uh, so I've been diving a little bit back in Elvis Costello. So I have these moments where I rediscover these um, uh, artists and, and all their musicians and, you know, learning bass lines. And, yeah, so I think it's a journey that you never you, you never finish. Yeah, well, between Petty, Black Crow, Black Crows, um, Elvis Costello, my mate Berkey uh, and you will be best friends if uh, yeah. when you do get down to Melbourne and have a lot to talk about. So oh, that sounds awesome. He's out seeing probably a hundred odd bands uh, a, a year with me, um, so we kind of get out to all, see a lot of music and support a lot of music, and uh, it's um, it's great to hear new music. I've only just discovered you guys through Chris. To be fair, um, we're having a great publicist, and on on the list of other bands, um, it won't be uh, the last time we chat, and I'll make sure I guarantee you that I'll be at one of your gigs very soon, um, whether it be in Brisbane or come down to Melbourne and. There's at least half a dozen venues you need to be playing at in Melbourne for sure. No, cool. I, I can't guarantee I'll have one of these beers left for you, but I'll <laughs> um I'll have an empty can. There you go. There's a deal. Look forward to it. Um, happy to take the empty can. Anyway, <laughs> no worries, mate. Thanks all so right, much. All, for me. all right, Will. It's been uh, it's been great to have a chat, mate. Look forward to uh, some new releases. Please touch base with us anytime you got something new and uh, jump on and have a chat. And love to have a chat to the rest of the band one day too. Yeah, no, well, um, we'll certainly get them involved next time. But, yeah, careful what you wish for with those boys. <laughs> uh, no problem. It's, it's a challenge having multiple people on, that's for sure. But um, <laughs> yeah. look forward to doing it one day. About seven years of it, mate. You'll be right. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, Will, um, thanks for joining us on episode 123 of What's Been Happening. And have a great week. Thanks, Aaron. Cheers. How great was that to have a chat uh, to Will from Goodwill Remedy? Um and I must put a quick thank you out to so many artists here that uh, have joined us and been part of this show um, that we put together uh, three odd years ago now. It's time's ticking really quickly and uh, 
and we also must touch base um, or, or promote the fact that uh, Al Matcott's going to be on our show next week. So up and coming artist who's doing some awesome things as well. So make sure you jump on that one. But um, look forward to seeing you out there, out and about. Um, please get out and see a venue. Um, get see some bands before Christmas. Uh, if not, please have a great Christmas. Um, we will chat to some more bands uh, and artists up coming in the next couple of weeks. So look, look out for that. Uh, all the best and see you out there.